What's up, everybody? Uh, you're tuned in to another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. Uh, we're your hosts, Fred and Dre. We drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday, as well as various options on social media to help your fantasy team. So subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre, tell them what we got going on in week 12. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so today we're going to hit up uh, the week 11 recap. Ah. Talk about talk about some of these games, uh, some surprises, some really sad moments. Uh, we'll get right to it. Um, before that, we have like a solid like 60 seconds of banter because we don't got too much today. We're just going to get straight into the games, basically. <laughs> That's what everyone came for, right? I mean, uh, unless there's some swift action or uh, some crazy injury news or anything like that. It's uh, we want to get into the games, but I mean, quarterbacks, they're going down like flies, dude. Um, Joe Burrow done for the year. Like the mm-hmm. Bengals, we thought they were going to be contenders. No Burrow. They're not even making the playoffs. So um, after the trade deadline, that's not when you want to lose a top top QB option to even get somebody like a Dobbs to give you uh, that that hopeful, uh, hopeful playoff step. So. Yeah, this is very unlucky for them. They got Jake Browning, and they hope that he can, uh, you know, save their season, basically. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to quote what I said last week. Literally last week, I said, lost another QB for the third week in a row. Let's hope another one doesn't go down this week. Oh, my God. I yeah. think it jinxed the, the Bengals, because immediately after that, the first game, done. Joe Burrow. Done. Uh, DJ oh, uh... Khaled. Another one. No, that's sad. That's messed up. No. <laughs> Another one. Uh, you might see uh, Thursday night again. Hopefully you don't jinx it because that'd be uh, got a contender there in Jared Goff with the with the Lions. Hopefully he doesn't go down. God, why would you even say that? Are we <laughs> trying to jinx them? <laughs> Maybe. They're the Eagles' biggest uh, contender right now in the, the NFC. So, Jeez. Yeah. Well, unless you got anything else, I'm ready to get right into it, though. I don't really. Um, not, do, not 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 anything else here. And we'll touch on a couple injuries that are big and meaningful when we get to the game. So let's go into it. Yeah, speaking of big, meaningful injuries, Thursday night football, the Bengals headed into Baltimore to take on the Ravens in a huge divisional showdown. Bengals are trying to get back into the playoff hunt, and the Ravens are just trying to keep hold of that division. And this one was a brutal game. I was watching it at work with my friend that's a Ravens fan, and oh my God, Mark Andrews went down with that ankle injury. And he just looked at me like, oh, I swear, I think I saw a tear go down. His- <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, but Lamar was still able to ball out without Mark Andrews. So um, he's putting together an MVP caliber season right now and got those Ravens playing at a high level. And both teams had so many injuries in this game. And the Ravens were calling out, uh, forget the linebacker's name for the Bengals, saying that he was kind of headhunting out there and, looking to cause injuries and he was like i'm i'm not i'm just hitting you hard and if you got a problem with that maybe you shouldn't play football but um (laughs) yeah ravens took this one we both got this one wrong we thought the Bengals were going to come in and show that they were the contenders that everyone thought they were maybe it was burrow getting hurt who knows but still give up 34 points so yeah, 34 to 20. Uh, I thought it'd be closer, but once Joe Burrow went down, I wasn't super surprised. OBJ yeah. had like his best game in years and then also went down with a shoulder injury. Uh, it, it was just a terrible, it, was, it wasn't a terrible game, but injury wise, it was a terrible game. Um, uh, Browning didn't look too bad when he went in for uh, Joe Burrow, though. He was making some pretty 
pretty fun throws. So I'm interested to see what he can do with this team. Uh, Lamar and Gus Edwards both scored twice on the ground. Um, uh, Zay Flowers, he had a couple of huge touchdowns that were taken back. I don't know if you saw those. Lamar's finding him. It's just like wasn't working out with the yeah. rule book, I guess. I don't know. Um, Got to yeah. follow those rules. Yeah. Lamar also rules. this one too, unfortunately. So hopefully he's okay. I think he will be, but his legs are pretty important. So we'll see. But yeah, that was Baltimore, baby. Hopefully the Bengals season isn't ruined from that game. That's all. That's all. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, you can't come back from losing a franchise quarterback. So uh, especially if your backup is like a Jake Browning. I mean, every team hopes that they'll have a Nick Foles type Super Bowl run, but the likelihood of that happening is very slim. Even before coming to the Super Bowl, before the playoffs, Nick Foles struggled there for the Eagles. And it was because it was a late season kind of injury where they were able to kind of squeak in and he was able to perform there and just get hot, but there's still a lot of football left to be played this year. So. Yeah. We'll get back to the Bengals when we hit up next week's games. Let's move to Carolina though. For now, Sunday games, the Cowboys heading into town and uh, yeah, this one went kind of how we expected. The Cowboys ended up taking it 33 to 10. Um, Dak and Micah Parsons pretty much led both sides to a relatively easy win um Deron Bland uh the Cowboys DB had his fourth pick six of the year tying the record can he break it that's interesting to me I I I don't know I kind of want to see it broken but I really don't want a Cowboys player to break it so right <laughs> um yeah it, it was kind of a boring game to be real yeah I mean we didn't expect much else from that game uh, what was Bryce Young going to do against the Cowboys defense? Not much. Um, mm-hmm. The Cowboys offense going against the Panthers defense, like you knew it was going to be a bloodbath that way. So uh, what happened is what we expected. Yeah, exactly. I do have some quick trivia, speaking of Bryce Young, though, for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, early trivia for this one. Um, we talked about rookie quarterbacks earlier in the season, how uh, I believe 10 have started now. Yeah, break breaking the record. Um, so my question for you is how many of these rookie quarterbacks have the same or more wins than Bryce Young, the first overall pick this year? Bryce Young has one win, so it's He's not hard. So uh, the kid for New York is more. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Um, one. Does he have one or two wins? Well, one win in his start. Yep. Yeah. I was like, Tommy DeVito. Um any rookies so like there's some pretty easy ones yeah but i mean like cj stroud definitely has more you're saying who has as many as him right as many or more oh okay okay i was looking for who has one win um yeah. all right yeah so tj stroud uh you got anthony richardson yeah, um, that's three. yeah that's three uh not clayton tune um oh, he didn't win no i'm blanking on rookie qbs but I'm going to say five. Will Levis. It's yeah. actually it's actually up to eight now. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Vikings rookie, Jaron Hall, even though he only played like the first quarter, he, he still got the win because he started. Uh, Tommy DeVito. footnote there. Yeah, Tommy DeVito. The Raiders, Aiden O'Connell. Uh, Titans, Will Levis. Browns, Dorian Thompson-Robinson now. Uh, CJ Stroud and Richardson, you said. And then also the Bears, Undrafted rookie Tyson Bajan. 
Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to shit on Bryce Young, basically. <laughs> Dude, there's so many rookies. <laughs> there's so many, and with even with Tyson Bagent too, he has more wins than Justin Fields this year, which is unfortunate for the Bears. Bears yeah, fans. Justin Fields doesn't have a win at home, so Ugh. you hate to see it. Bagent has two. Yep, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all from that game. We didn't have to talk too much about it. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Um, Bryce Young sucks. Uh, next game. Next game in Cleveland. <laughs> the Steelers came into town to take on the Cleveland Browns in another fun divisional game from that same division. I was really scared, honestly, watching this one because, uh, you know, the last one had dire consequences for both teams. Um, but this one wasn't as like that. You know, Deshaun Watson got hurt last week, so they didn't really have the quarterback to get hurt in this one. But uh yeah, the Browns have a second huge close win in a row and the first career win and fourth quarter comeback for Dorian Thompson Robinson, the quarterback out of UCLA, who had tears of joy streaming down his face after the game. Oh wow. Yeah. It was it was it was pretty cool. I like Dorian Thompson Robinson. He's a fun Yeah, player. this was um this was a defensive game. Uh yes. both offenses did shit. They're both I mean, they put up a combined 23 points. So uh, this is a pretty bad game offensively, but defensively both teams showed out. So uh, it is uh, kind of what we expected it, but I just wanted there to be a little bit more offense. Uh, I mean, maybe Matt Canada just got fired today. So um, did. hopefully the Steelers have a little bit more offensive firepower now. Hopefully they can get something going because they have some weapons there. I mean, Najee has the pedigree, even though he hasn't done much. Uh, Jalen Warren looks really good. They've got Fryermuth, who should be coming back. Uh, they got Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. I mean, hell, even Allen Robinson. So they got weapons, but they're not doing anything with them. I think Pickett could do something. Yeah, you'd hope. The running back coach is taking over that offense, so maybe they're going to run the ball more. Jalen Warren looked really good, uh, and he had, like, less carries, but did way better than Najee. Oh, yeah. I think, like, just give it to him already. Um, maybe this running back coach will. I don't know the new coordinator it'll be interesting to see uh yeah but both defenses like you said were nasty miles garrett and dj watt were both going crazy in this one miles garrett had the last laugh though um let's move to detroit though uh the bears came in for another divisional round game uh not divisional round just divisional game uh there were a lot of divisional games in this week honestly uh this one was surprisingly a good game though we both thought the lions were just going to kind of handle their business uh at home versus a struggling Bears team. But Justin Fields' first game back, he was pretty impressive. And this was a wild finish. Did you did you see the ending to this one? Because I'm about to break it down for you. I did not see the ending. So the Lions were down by – they were down 12 points with three minutes left, right? Jamison Williams gets a long touchdown at the three – basically at the three well, – a little after, a little before the three-minute mark. But Jamison Williams, touchdown. Then David Montgomery – they, the Lions basically just stopped the Bears in their tracks. They couldn't get anything going. And then they marched all the way down the field. David Montgomery gets his revenge game, game-winning touchdown. The, the Bears get one more, like, last-second chance to try to get a touchdown. And Hutchinson on the Lions' defense strip sacks Justin Fields. The ball gets kicked into the end zone for a safety, and that ends the game. It was a it was an exciting finish, honestly. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely sounds like a one I should have watched, and I did not. I was uh, <laughs> on the couch sniffling like a baby. So um, it happens. It's the season. Man. Yeah, don't handle being sick very well. <laughs> yeah, DJ Moore had a good game. Uh, Fields was good on the ground and passing, and the Bears' pass defense 
gave Jared Goff fits in this game. That's basically why the Lions weren't doing so good. He threw three interceptions in a bad Lions game that they still ended up getting the win in, though. So this is clearly a good Lions yeah. team. They can yeah, the Lions are Lions are a good team, and good teams find a way to win even when it's not pretty. So um, that they, they were able to get the gut out the win here, and uh, they've done it quite a few times this year, and only to be two losses this far in the season. Second best record in the NFL. It's uh, a lot to a lot to look on. Yeah, let's move to Lambeau Field though. The Packers took the Chargers into their house, and they they showed the Chargers how to play. Like this was a really really good game. There were uh, some pretty bad injuries in this one as well, unfortunately. Um, did, did, what do you got for this one? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I did not expect the Packers to win this. Um, no. I mean, the, they, they've looked really, really fucking bad lately. And um, the Chargers just, like, we, we expect and want so much more for them. Herbert's mm-hmm. a good QB. They have a lot of good weapons. Despite their injuries, they still have good weapons. But um, they just can't seem to, to win the games they should. And uh, they're in a lot of close games that shouldn't be close. It, it's It's tough tough to watch you expect them to be there but they're a fun offense i'd like to see them in the playoffs but they're not going to get there and no, uh, they can't beat the packers they're not gonna not gonna get take the next step and get to that, that yeah that they want. yeah i agree yeah. with you for sure this was uh this was the chargers fifth three point or less loss of the year fifth that's just so it's it's got to be the coaching at this point right for like brandon staley's doing something wrong i don't know this is a very talented team and it's really sad they lost joey bosa in this game he got carded with a foot injury he was crying as he's getting carted off the field i think he's probably done (laughs) hey um and the packers (laughs) on the packers side aaron jones knee injury got carded but they are saying that it's not as serious as initially expected so hopefully aaron jones can get back the packers was aaron jones crying he was not as far as i saw so that's kind of a badass. Oh, hello. That's good. Um, but uh, yeah, Jordan Love had his first 300-yard game, uh, and was solid with some touchdowns, but also had some fumbles, and they had zero run game after Aaron Jones went out. Both of these teams are four and six now, and probably missing the playoffs, like you said earlier. Probably. Um, I did see Jaden Reed had a very good game. That's two really good games in a row for him. He is looking like he's evolving into their wide receiver one at this point, um, which was my prediction at the beginning of the season. I, I was really high on Reed. Uh, I think he's going to be a phenomenal talent for them and uh, good to see him kind of working his way up that depth chart. Yeah. Christian yeah. Watson's kind of just like disappeared. I don't know what the heck yeah. he keeps getting hurt. I think that's one of his main problems, but yeah, the Packers very young team. A lot of rookies were playing in this one, uh, which bodes well for them next year, but yeah, this year's pretty much over for him. Yeah. Uh, Let's push to Houston. Uh, the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals came into town. Kyler Murray's second game of the year since he came back from injury. And uh, they did pretty good against a really good Texans team that we uh, basically anointed as a playoff team already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were given the Texans fits. It was kind of similar to the Bears-Lions game as Kyler and the Cardinals defense was pretty solid with a overall kind of bad team versus a good team uh, in the Texans where it just you know, it just wasn't enough. The Texans did end up pulling yeah. it off. Kind of how we talked about the Lions, you know, the good teams will pull off these wins despite bad games. And it was kind of a bad Stroud game. He threw three picks in this one. Yeah, but he still found a way to get out the win. Uh, I was paying a lot of attention to this game and 
despite those three picks, Stroud, Stroud still had over 300 yards passing. Devin Singletary had over 100 yards on the ground. Uh, he, again, connected with Tank Dell, but um, Stroud just gets the job done, and that's what you want from your franchise QBs. And Texans look like a legitimate playoff team. I agree. They got a big one next week, and we'll get into that uh, in the next video. But I got a Stroud stat of the week here. There are 11 250-yard second-half games this year in the NFL, and C.J. Stroud has had three of them so far. Everyone else only has maybe one. Like, there's no one else that has two. Like, C.J. Stroud is – he gets hot. He's – he's what do you call it? When you can just trust Performs him. better in crunch time? Yeah, yeah, he's clutch. Yeah. He's clutch, yeah. C.J. Yeah. Stroud is clutch. He's got that gene. He just – He's just a baller, and he likes to win games, man. Yeah. Um, Starts off slow, which you, you want to see him be able to come out the gates a little bit stronger than he than he has, uh, since most of his passing yards appear to come in the second half. But uh, I think it'll come with time. But it, right now, um, he's balling out, and you only expect more to come as he continues to grow. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that, and I'm pumped to watch it happen. Let's move to Jacksonville, though. Um, another divisional game here. The Titans headed into town, and we weren't sure what to really think about this game because the Titans have a pretty solid defense. The Jaguars have been giving up turnovers all, all over the place despite winning games. So we were like, maybe, at least I thought, like maybe the Titans have a chance in this one. But the Jaguars really kind of manhandled the Titans in this one. They won 34-14. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think the Jags are playoff bound at this point. They look pretty solid and should have. They showed a difference in skill level between these two teams. Yeah, with how the uh, especially with how the the NFC North is shaking out this week. With I mean, with Deshaun Watson being out for the season, with Burrow being out for the season, you got to imagine that those teams are going to fall off and they're not going to make the playoffs. So um, we went we went from having all four teams potentially in the NFC North making the playoffs to probably just two. So kind of leaves a few spots up for grabs as wild cards, and I think. Either one could be could win it from the NFC South, whether or AFC South, whether it's the Texans or uh, or the Jags. But mm -hmm. I think I think ultimately Texans could win the division. I could see either one winning the division, but uh, it, it should be kind of close coming down the stretch, a lot closer than we thought. But both teams, I think, should make the playoffs. Yeah, and next week will be very important for this division. Um, yeah. For the Jags, though, Trevor Lawrence had a four-touchdown day. He was very impressive in this one. And Calvin Ridley was one of the main targets for him. He had a huge day. Uh, the Titans, yeah, finally. Though, yeah, finally, really. Um, they're hoping that that maintains, you know. Uh, for the Titans, though, I think at this point, you know, they have, what, like three wins on the season. They're pretty much out of the playoff hunt. I think after the season, the Titans should just like dump all their bets, basically dump all the cash. Dump Derrick Henry uh, for what you can. I know yeah. running backs might not have the most trade value, but you can get probably a second or third for him. No. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think they dump uh, D Hop. Dump D Hop. Dump any any vet really. Any vet. I mean, they already got rid of uh, Kevin Byard at at the deadline and. They should just keep dumping. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think they should. They should start the rebuild. Give Will Levis a shot with the rebuild see what happens. Yeah. And see what's uh, doing well for the Texans. So Yeah, exactly. Go that route. 
Let's move to Miami. The Raiders coming in to take on the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins were going to absolutely demolish this Raiders team, but the Raiders are still fighting for Antonio Pierce. He's clearly got some sort of hold on this team. They like him. They like to play for him. He's got them playing good. And they gave the Dolphins a scare. The Dolphins did end up winning. It was kind of like the last couple of games we were talking about with the Texans and the Lions winning, even though they had scares here. The Dolphins did win 20 to 13. Uh, and that was with a tough game from their quarterback, uh, O'Connell, I think, right? Aiden O'Connell? Yeah. Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, he threw yeah, three yeah. picks in this one. But, uh, yeah, they did pretty solid, uh, defensively especially, versus a really good Miami passing game. Yeah, the Raiders' defense is really kind of underappreciated. Uh, I think they're pretty solid. They get a good pass rush there from Crosby. And uh, their secondary is – better than given than given notes. So they are pretty solid. Uh, offensively, they're just a struggle, uh, struggle there. And this is a game that they should have put up points because the Dolphins don't have a good defense. So, I mean, I like Aiden O'Connell a lot better than what was coming out from Jimmy Garoppolo, but I don't think that he's necessarily who they want to move forward with as their QB mm -hmm. after his rookie year. They'll probably still dive into the rookie uh, rookie pool in the draft this year. And uh, there's a lot of talent coming out. So they could definitely get a, a franchise QB to at least battle for, for the spot. So um, Devonte Adams saw a lot of uh, rumors that the jets are probably going to go really hard for him in the off season, which um, probably wouldn't be a bad move for the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah, for the, for the Dolphins, Tyree kill pretty much, uh, was the only thing on their offense that was working, but, uh, oh, and pretty much any week he's a given to work. Devon a chain hurt his, the same exact knee that he went on IR for. Um, it seems like it might've been a precautionary keep him out of the game. So hopefully we see him next week, but, uh, it's interesting to me that you said that the Dolphins defense is bad because they have been bad. Like, I'm not going to argue with that, but. Since they got Jalen Ramsey back, the defense has looked much improved. I honestly think they might have lost this game without Jalen Ramsey on that defense. He got two interceptions, including the game-ending diving pick, and he also He's shut down Devontae Adams in this game. Uh, I think he had, Devontae had like one catch against him. Uh, so Ramsey's a, Ramsey's a baller for sure. He's really good. Yeah, and I, I think Jalen Ramsey really helped uh, Jalen Phillips at, in the pass rush as well because – it looked like the Raiders were kind of scared to throw wherever Jalen Ramsey was on the field. And yeah. Jalen Phillips just had that little extra like second to get back there and, and take down AOC. That extra second is all you need. Yeah, honestly, I agree. That's it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be huge for their playoff push, I think. Um, but let's push to the capital, Washington, DC, the commanders, another divisional game. They took on the giants and, uh, you know, we both kind of thought the Giants, they're kind of tanking. Tommy DeVito looked kind of bad the last game. And the Giants just in general looked bad. Granted, that was against the Cowboys, which very good defense. But this game was different. It was different. The Giants came out and they wanted to play. Darius Slayton getting some big catches before he went down with an injury. Um, the Giants, they sweep the Commandos in a meaningless win. But... Tommy DeVito actually looked pretty good. He threw three touchdowns, two of them going to Saquon. The defense forced six turnovers led by a Kayvon Thibodeau pass rush. 
that uh, included two sacks for him. They forced Sam Howell into three picks, including an Isaiah Simmons pick six. It was like 46 yards. Very impressive. And uh, yeah, multiple fumbles. They just looked like they wanted this one more than the commanders. That's what it looked like to me. Um, there's even a, a, a pretty fun fight between uh, the Giants DB Cordell Flott and the commander's receiver. Uh, um, what's his first name? Samuel Curtis. Samuel? Uh, Curtis. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. They they got into a fight in this one that was pretty fun. They both got ejected. Hopefully none of them get like, they don't do red cards. Like it's not soccer, but hopefully they're both in their next games because, you know. No, honestly, it should be like hockey. Just let I fights agree. happen. Let just it let happen, fights dude. happen and uh, pull them away after a certain amount of time. But like, just let it happen. These guys, uh, it's a violent game. Let them get some of their frustration out and it'd be fun. Imagine like Miles Garrett versus like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think anyone would want to fight Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, he did have a fight already, I suppose, with Mason. Yeah, yeah. See, like Miles Garrett versus uh, I don't know Jordan Mailata for the Eagles. Just oh. six foot eight, three hundred and fifty pound lineman going up against Miles Garrett in a fight. Even though Mailata is like the jolliest person you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, I think uh, I think there'd be a lot of receiver and corner fights. Ooh. A lot, a lot of superstars of would get their mouth shut. Oh, yeah, there'd be a lot of those. You see a lot of, like, Ramsey going up against, like, uh, I'm going to say Adams right now because this, this was the game we just talked about. But yeah. um, to those OBJ. two get a fight, OBJ would get in a lot of fights. Yes, he would. <laughs> Even Josh Norman back in the day would have gone Oh, to man, that would have been – that would have been some, like, prime time WWE stuff, you know? <laughs> it's That wouldn't fun. Yeah. Speaking of Miles Garrett real quick, uh, I know this isn't like his game, but we already passed him. But did you see when he uh, he he got into a, a play and a Steelers helmet went like rolling out of the huddle and Miles Garrett went and picked it up and everyone was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I didn't see that. It's hysterical. Though. He, he just hands it to the Steelers player. And he's like, oh, hey, no. <laughs> I don't swing these anymore. <laughs> it was I did not funny. see that. That's that's pretty damn funny, though. And um He's a, he's a scary man. But, I mean, this game, the Giants showed out. I mean, Tommy DeVito had three TDs. He already has the same amount of touchdowns as who was the stat? Kenny Pickett on the season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Gabagool, right? Gabagool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, need some um, spaghetti. Barkley averaged like 6.4 yards a carry. Darius Slayton had 80-plus yards receiving and a touchdown. So, I mean, the Giants actually had some work in this game. And, um pretty solid even though they they did let up nine sacks to uh to washington yeah yeah that was bad that was bad yeah. the offense is still not great but we did have over 30 points in this one somehow uh yeah the defense probably isaiah simmons pick six definitely helped but uh and a lot of that might be just because tommy devito held the ball pretty long uh mm -hmm. didn't really want to get rid of the ball so that that comes with time in the nfl it's a lot faster of a game so uh at the very least i mean i don't know that tommy devito is the franchise qb for the the giants but at the very least he can give you some a good backup uh somebody mm -hmm. that might give you like a Gardner Minshew type backup uh there for you someone you can rely on if qb1 goes down yeah i think he's definitely playing himself into a backup role if not with the giants then with somebody else um yeah rod taylor yeah, will eventually come back so i don't think we're gonna see tommy devito finish out the season but if he if he plays well enough i don't they'll just let him do it he's a he's a hometown hero at this point you know i don't see why they wouldn't or why they shouldn't though uh because tyrod taylor is he's a veteran qb 
Uh, you know what you're going to get for them. The Giants aren't playing for anything. So they're not playing to get into the playoffs. So uh, I, I mean, I would think they would let Tommy DeVito just kind of play out the season. Um, he's got them two wins here and play out the season, try to see what they got in him going into the draft. Maybe they bring him back as their permanent backup next year. I could see that. I could see that for sure. Um, shoot, I was going to say something else about this game. I'm blanking on what it was going to be, though, unfortunately. Oh, the Giants, they probably played themselves out of getting Caleb Williams with this win, unfortunately. But uh, I still would rather see them beat the Commanders, to be honest, so I don't care too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a, there's a lot of good QBs in the draft outside of Caleb Williams. So you could see Quinn Ewers in the draft, even though it's apparently that he, he apparently he's coming back to Texas, but who knows? Um, you could see uh, Drake May, uh, Phoenix Jr. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good QBs. Bo Nix, baby. I kind of want Bo Nix. I want the Giants Dude, to win some games and get Bo Nix. You can get Bo Nix late first, maybe even second round. Uh, he's a very good – I think he's a very good QB. I think he's going to be a baller. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. But for now – Let's stick to this week. Let's go to the 4 p.m. games in San Francisco. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers came into town. I'm all for the Buccaneers. We've talked about it day in, week in, week out. I like Baker Mayfield for some reason this year, but this was not the game to like the Buccaneers. They got kind of tranced by the 49ers. It just they couldn't do much. They were overpowered by a better 49ers team. Brock Purdy had a perfect game in this one 158.3 passer rating he could do no wrong Brandon Ayo huge game McCaffrey came back to scoring now that you're not betting on him um <laughs> yeah the 49ers bad news for him though they did lose all pro safety uh Hufunga to an ACL tear in this game that's that's pretty tough for them but the backup did look solid after Hufunga went down so there is hope still, and they're very talented still, so I think they'll be okay. It's just a tough injury. Yeah, uh, this was a game where the Buccaneers were just straight out played. Uh, I mean, even I mean, the score isn't even indicative of what the, the game actually was. Uh, the second the second touchdown the Bucs scored was in the fourth quarter, so at that point the San Francisco was already up twenty seven to seven, so it didn't really matter. But uh, McCaffrey. Another solid game. He actually didn't do that great in a per carry basis, um, but he, he still was able to uh, haul on a touchdown on the, through the air. And Brandon Ayuk, dude, he's good. He's really, really fucking good. Um, 156 yards and a touchdown on five catches. Um, he is a huge deep threat for sure, and he seems to always be open. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we talked about Joey Bosa earlier. I'm going to talk about his brother, Nick, in this one. Definitely not bad news. So don't don't freak out, 49ers fans. Uh, I'm sure you saw the game. But there was a fun moment where uh, Baker Mayfield threw a pass. Nick Bosa uh, jumped and tipped it, and uh, it got intercepted. And then Baker was, like, bitching to the ref about something that he thought happened. And Nick Bosa just comes over and, like, talks to him. And Bosa and Baker have, like – a, a fun history they've played a, against each other a lot and uh you know baker's kind of kind of a crybaby sometimes so <laughs> nick bosa usually gets the best of him but uh i thought it was funny bosa explained after the game that baker mayfield was complaining about a, a horse collar apparently to the ref and nick bosa came over and like explained the entire horse collar rule and how it wasn't applicable <laughs> in this scenario <laughs> and i was like oh my god that's <laughs> Nick hysterical. Bosa just owning Baker Mayfield again. 
<laughs> no, you see, up. a horse collar applies in specifically this situation. Yeah. So what happened yeah. on this play, you can tell by uh, prospect A, that was not <laughs> that was not applicable here. So uh, you're wrong, Baker. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I still like the Buccaneers, though. I still think they can take their division. It's a pretty rough one, and they are yeah, talented with pretty Mike bad Evans. Division. But uh, yeah, the 49ers, they just can't compete with. No. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think that covers it on the next one. Yeah, let's push to Buffalo. The Jets came into town, and, uh, yeah, this was a game. You know, it happened. The Bills. Yeah, for the for the most part, we were pretty on, on par with these. Uh, I don't think we had a split until the 4 p.m. slate uh, this past week. And um, I think most of our picks were pretty right as well, except for Bengals and Browns to start. But this game, uh, you you took this. You, you went with the Bills. Um, I was just saying – I was a naysayer saying the Bills were just absolute trash. They were looking terrible. I couldn't have any faith in them. Did say it could have gone either way. But nonetheless, I still picked the Jets. I thought the Jets' defense was going to show out and do something. And uh, the Jets' defense didn't play terribly. 32 points. Um, I think it's more so they were on the field the entire fucking game. Yeah. Uh, the Jets offense could not do anything. I mean, Garrett Wilson had negative fantasy points, which is insane. He's a phenomenally talented receiver, and it looks like the Jets are not going to go with Zach Wilson going into next week. Uh, they're going to go with uh, the other kid. Uh, the kind of came in there for him at the end. Uh, Tim, Tim Boyle. Boyle. Um, yeah, Boyle, Boyle rules there. And um, – <laughs> Hopefully he's better than Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson is a fucking train wreck. Yeah, he is. Um, the Jets finally let Robert Sala bench Zach Wilson in this one. And, you know, everyone except for the Jets head shed knew that this should have happened like a long time ago. I don't know if Tim yeah. Boyle was going to be the guy to save the day, though. He didn't really look no. any better than Zach Wilson when he came in. Maybe he'll look better with, with a little time as the starter in practice. I don't know, but... The Jets locker kind of just looked lost in this game. And I, I'm kind of getting a little nervous for the coaching staff there at this point. I, I think they should probably get a mulligan with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, but they've done so poorly since that injury that it makes me a little nervous that they might just make a move. Um, I mean, I don't want to like put it on Salah though. I mean, he clearly has been frustrated with Zach Wilson. Um, and I like just the look on his face and his response to the media without actually saying it. I don't think he's wanted Zach Wilson there at all. Um, but it's more of a front office decision to kind of put him in that position. And uh, I, I think he's a pretty solid coach. Uh, I mean, the defense is one of the best in the league, uh, certainly pass defense-wise, uh, which pass defense, it's crazy that Khalil Shakir uh, was the leading receiver for um, for yeah. the Bills, which is yeah, which wild. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say the jury's out on Salah at this point, though. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, the Bills, they had Joe Brady. Uh, this was his first time as the O coordinator, and they looked pretty good with him against what should be a good defense. So maybe the Bills are back in. We'll see next week because they have a very tough test. So we'll definitely see what happens there. But with the Jets, real quick, to add injury to insult, their tackle, Makai Becton, who they really want to be an all-pro, was carted off the field in an apparently very bad injury. 
And this would make what the third year in a row, I believe that he would be carted off the field with a horrible injury. So I think his time with the Jets might be coming to an end after this game. Yeah. That's unfortunate for everyone in the scenario. And just can't stay healthy. Sometimes that, that happens. There are people like that. Yep. Bill's defense, though, looked really good. Leonard Floyd, two and a half sacks. He led a defensive push. And Razul Douglas had two interceptions. Yeah, looks yeah, like a good pickup for them. Yeah, he has been. He has been. That's all I got for this one, though. Yeah, push. Let's move to... I almost said St. Louis. They've been in L.A. for a while now. Uh, the L.A. Rams had the Seahawks come to town for a pretty important game for both of these teams that are attempting to make the playoffs. But one team just did a little more in this one, I guess. The Rams won it 17-16. to Very close game. Another injury-filled game. This one, hopefully not as bad as some of the other ones. Cooper Cup went down with an ankle injury. We're not sure. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, Kenneth Walker went down with an oblique. That one didn't look good. He's probably going to miss some time. And then Geno Smith also went down with an elbow injury, but did return to the game. He is questionable for next week, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, For this one, though, what do you think, man? Yeah, it wasn't particularly very pretty on either side. Um, Geno Smith, even before the injury, wasn't wasn't doing great. Uh, I mean, DK Metcalf had a solid game, but uh, outside of that, there wasn't too much there. Um, Stafford, though, under 200 yards, one TD, one interception. It was a pretty pedestrian outing there. Uh, most of, I mean, 70 of those yards and the touchdown came to Puka Nakua. Royce Freeman seems to be the back to own there. Um, but both teams were a little bit, a little bit under, they underperformed a little bit in this. And 17-16 kind of reflects just that it was a pretty lackluster game and it was 16 to seven going into the fourth quarter, but Rams Rams took it with a 10 unanswered points in the fourth. So I don't know. Not, not, yeah. not too much to be said about this. It was pretty boring. Yeah. The Seahawks did have a chance. It was almost a really memorable Geno Smith like game because he, like I said, he, he went down with that elbow injury and Drew Locke came in through a pick, through an interception and Geno Smith comes running back into the game for a, a last, a last minute drive to try to win the game. And he led the fourth quarter comeback all the way down the field, but the Seahawks miss the game winning field goal to end the game with a 55 yard miss. It was, it was a sad loss for the Seahawks, honestly, but big win for the Rams. And the, the Seahawks are now a game back from the Niners, and I think they've they've officially lost the division at this point. Yeah, yeah, they had to beat pretty much any team that they played because uh, they still have to face the 49ers twice. So um, have to face Philly as well. Like they're gonna have a few tough games, so they needed to beat the teams they should beat, and they didn't do that here. So um, if they can't do that, they're not gonna not gonna squeak past the the, the 49ers. Almost at the Chiefs, yeah. but 49ers. Yeah, for sure. Let's move to Sunday night football in Denver, Mile High Stadium. The Vikings came in to that kind of fun stadium. I haven't been there, but I've heard that Denver and Mile High Stadium is like a fun place. Uh, The Vikings, though, it was not that fun for. Uh, They ended up losing this one in a really close game, though. The Broncos took it 21 to 20. Justin Jefferson did not come back this week to play in this one. He could have been the difference maker. Um, yeah, Josh Dobbs, he's still leading this team well, but the five-game streak has come to an end. It was snapped, and maybe 
maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit here on him being the starter next year and leading them to the playoffs this year. I still think they're going to make the playoffs, but this is a game that I think they should have won. Um, Mm -hmm. Dobbs did have three fumbles and a pick that was forced by this improved Broncos defense. Yeah, the Broncos defense uh, seems to have turned a corner uh, after starting out the season over the first like five games being on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Um, they now look pretty decent. Um, and they've held back Kansas City. They held back the, the Vikings here, even without Justin Jefferson, they were still putting up points. So yeah, I think I agree that Justin Jefferson could have been the difference maker here. And you could see Josh Dobbs put up considerably different numbers if he has Justin Jefferson there. He could definitely have a 300-yard game in this game. So uh, they had it won. The Vikings did really in, until the final minute of the game. So with a minute and three seconds left, they Russell Wilson got a touchdown to, to Cortland Sutton and improvised uh, on a, a TD there. So um, The toe tap, that was a nice catch. That was a very nice catch and uh, very close, but he he hauled that in and secured the win. Yep. And now the Broncos have a four-game win streak under Sean Payton. After starting at one and five, they are now five and five. And I think they're knocking on the door. Do we need to talk about the Broncos sneaking into the playoffs now? Because that was a crazy yeah. talk a month ago. Yeah, they could sneak in there. And, uh, I mean, ahead of them, uh, you're looking at really the entire NFC or AFC, keep saying NFC, AFC North there, but uh, the Bengals and Browns are going to fall out. Steelers might still stay ahead. Who knows? Um, but it, right now, they'd be right there with Bills and Steelers as uh, wildcard contenders. Yeah, it's interesting that, that this happened. Sean Payton getting them playing, getting them going, Russ looking solid. It, it'll be really interesting to see if they can they can make a playoff push. Yeah, uh, and they certainly look like they could be dangerous if they make the playoffs. So uh, currently have now the act, longest active uh, winning streak in the NFL. So be interesting to see how, how it pans out. Yeah, Broncos fans, let us know in the comments. Let's move to Monday Night Football, though. The Chiefs in Kansas City. Eagles came to town. Taylor Swift not in attendance. I should have switched my pick. The Eagles ended up taking it. What can you tell me about the game, man? Yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift not in attendance. Uh, he knew it was going to be a rough outing for Kelsey. He had, it did have a touchdown, but uh, didn't have his usual receiving production. It was really uh, Justin Watson in this game that uh, Mahomes seemed to be targeting, and I had to look at him up. I was like, who the hell is this guy? I don't know. Who's Justin Watson? But um, Pacheco had a great game. The Chiefs had the first 100-yard game against the Eagles this year. Uh, most wow. rushing yards they, they had allowed all season. So uh, they were along an average of, I believe, 63 yards a game and gave up uh, a lot of rushing yards in this game, gave up uh, 168. So, uh, but it was a tale of two halves. Uh, the Eagles were down 17 to seven going into the half and shut out, shut out the Chiefs in the second half, which is no small feat. So, uh, and then came back and secured the W. So it wasn't a pretty game, but like we said earlier, the good teams find a way to win. Uh, and for the Eagles to win a pretty ugly game against uh, the Chiefs, whose defense is second-ranked in the NFL and showed it this game, uh, I think it speaks a lot of volumes. Yeah. I think it speaks a lot of volume. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think, was held to one reception. 
Devonta Smith, though, was the receiver in this game. He was the top dog. So uh, DeAndre Swift had a good game. Hurts had two rushing TDs uh, on the, the Philly tush push, brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, I think it was a, a, a good win, uh, an earned win. Could have gone either way. Um, a lot of missed opportunities for both teams. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, penalties on both sides as well. Yeah, nobody likes penalties, unfortunately. No. One no. thing I did notice, uh, not exactly in this game, but before the game, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas Goddard, who I thought had a pretty significant injury, uh, what, two weeks ago now? Um, they still haven't put him on IR. Do they think he's going to come back soon, I guess? Yeah, they said uh, it might just be like a few weeks uh, that he's out, So, uh, which is <laughs> which is a testament how tough he is. Because, I mean, if, you're, if you can play through a fractured forearm, that's – that's, that's a lot. So yeah, yeah. That's Philly. Um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, Philly that's right there. <laughs> that Philly grit right there. So he wants to play for the city and gotta gotta respect that. But um, he was definitely missed in this game. Uh, his presence across the field, his pl- presence blocking in the run game was missed as well. Uh, I do think the Eagles' offensive coordinator just two things for both teams. The Chiefs don't have one fucking good receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. They lead the league in drops. Uh, yeah, MBS uh, is a bad drop in this one. Terrible drop. Yeah, MBS. That's who I was thinking of, thinking of his name. Uh, Valdez Scantling leads the league and drops over 30 yards. Um, really just terrible. Uh, Mahomes is a great quarterback. And for them to be 7-3 with uh, leading the league and drops by a lot, it says a lot to what this team can do and their coaching. And then for the Eagles, their offensive coordinator, dude, like – Terrible. There was a stretch there where he ran like 10 straight plays that were uh, a bubble screen or a run right up the middle when they were blitzing every single play. And it's like you're getting five to seven guys in your face right across the middle. You have a dump, a dump pass to Swift or whatever running back is coming out of the backfield or a slant route every single drop back. Just do that. And when they did do that, they were able to move the ball downfield and open up the passing game for deeper throws. So I mean, I've played Madden. <laughs> like, who doesn't blitz on Madden? So, like, everyone throws engage eight at you, and you just throw a little dump across the middle and get 15 yards out of it. So, uh, it's, like, the same aspect here. And I just think, like, that play calling was just really unimaginative and has been all year. Brian Johnson, right, the Eagles yeah. coordinator? Yeah. He's a, a big fan of Jalen Hurts, uh, has known him since high school or whatever. So, yeah. Hopefully he can get something going then if you're saying he's he's bad. I know Philly fans like to trash their coaches though, so I don't know. <laughs> I know a lot. There was one play, it was like it was like third and twenty-two, and he called a design quarterback run. And it was like on our own side of the field. And it's like you thought you're gonna pick up yardage off of a design quarterback run when they threw the house at you. They blitzed him and Jalen Hurts just like stood there and just like took it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of teams hating their coaches, though, Giants fans piss me the hell off sometimes because every time we have a loss, especially this year, they're like calling for Brian Dayball's head, like, get him out of here. He's a terrible like he was just like the coach of the year last year, led a bad team to the playoffs. What are you talking about, dude? We've had crazy injuries. Our O-line's a mess. Daniel Jones was he's basically done. I don't know what's going on with him. Like, this is not on the coaching, my guys. This is this is on the, the team in general and injuries and bad luck. And I don't know. No, I think, I still think Dable's a good coach. Um, 
there, there's definitely a lot that has to be done with the Giants, and it's not fatal. Yeah. Um, offensive line needs a lot of help. Uh, new quarterback has to be has to be in there, and the GM has to surround them with weapons. Like outside of Barkley, like who's there? I mean, Darius Slayton is like your number one receiver. Uh, He's been the number so, one receiver for like six years, <laughs> and on like most teams, he'd be like the wide receiver three out of the slot. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they need to put a lot more talent there and just take like a given in the draft for a receiver. Oh like God. instead of instead of just taking a risky option where that could be uh, a boom, but it's a boomer bust receiver pick there. And I mean, I do like the pick that they got there uh, with what's his name out of Tennessee, but like Kadarius Tony before uh, Robinson, like these are injury prone players that could have. That was the old GM to be fair, but yeah. Really? Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. Like, Take a home run when it comes your way. Yeah, I think uh, I just thought of something. I, I was just saying how the Giants probably lost Caleb Williams with this win this week. What if Marvin Harrison is on the table, though? Like, we don't have to take a quarterback in the first round. Get Marvin no. Harrison in there. Second Get round. Marvin Harrison there's Jr. a lot of quarterbacks in this Fuck draft. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Cousins, there's a lot of quarterbacks. Care. A lot of QBs in this draft. Pick up Marvin Harrison Jr. in the first and then uh, trade up in the second and get Bo Nix. There you go. Boom. Mm. Maybe franchise. There it is. And this this franchise is saved. Yep. Yeah. That's, that, I'm getting a Marvin <laughs> Harrison Giants jersey. <laughs> you should yeah. do it. Get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. Like uh, a right tattoo. now. Uh, yeah. Tattoos are forever, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, that rounds up all the games. Uh, there were four bye week teams the Falcons, Colts, Patriots, and Saints. Hopefully, they all got healthy and their quarterback concerns are nullified. The Falcons are moving back to Desmond Ritter for some reason. I think that's a horrible mistake. Um, Patriots, we don't know what they're doing, but Mac Jones is getting first team reps right now. But we'll talk about that stuff at the next video. For yeah. now, though, Fred, what do you got, man? Yeah, that is a wrap. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Flea Flicker Show on YouTube. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on all social media at Flea Flicker Show. Uh, and the best way to support us is to leave a comment, uh, leave a rating or review on all platforms where you listen. And, uh, of course, by liking our show. Um, we love you, Flea Flicker Nation. And uh, until next time. Peace, Fleabags.